Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. If you are listening to this podcast, well, you're probably a dude. And you're probably at a crossroads in your life, specifically in regards to relationships with women. Maybe you're still married and you want to kick things up a notch or two. Perhaps you're considering divorce, or perhaps you're already divorced and a little lost and wondering where life is going to take you next. Well, guys, the good news is that you do not have to do this all alone. I have assembled a group of 800 plus men from around the world, and we call ourselves the DSO Fraternity. We have live and recorded member meetings, private online discussion groups, members-only podcasts, members-only articles, as well as access to all of my DSO books in PDF and audiobook format. The whole purpose of the DSO fraternity is to get men that sense of connection that is so sorely lacking today. So, check out the DSO fraternity at dsofraternity.com and just try it out for a month. I think you'll be glad that you did. And now, on to our show. Vulnerability is a big buzzword in the world of mental health and relationship talk. For men specifically, it can become a bit of a hot topic. Many in the be alpha male no matter what camp, well, they see vulnerability as another name for weakness. And in their mind, it must be stamped out like every other form of weakness out there. If you don't, then there is hell to pay. People will walk all over you, and women won't even look at you. Well, it's true to a degree, isn't it? The all-too-familiar tone of men just need to suck it up, like every other axiom and stereotype, it didn't just come out of nowhere. There's some truth to it. Unlike what many in the alpha male no matter what camp think, it's a little more nuanced than never ever show weakness. Let's give an example to illustrate. A man finds out that he's going to lose his job. His boss called a meeting at work, and he let everyone know that they will be given two months' worth of pay but they need to pack up their stuff and go home. The business is closing. The guy comes home to a wife, and he's obviously distraught. The wife can see the stress on his face. She asks, what's wrong? The man, he can't hold it back any longer. He starts shaking and tearing up. He lets loose with a tirade of words that can only be described as emotional vomiting. The the boss, he just told us that they're going to close the doors for good. They gave us two paychecks, so basically I'm jobless, and in two months, we won't have any money coming in. Fuck, we just need to 
We, we just took out that home equity line of credit to build a new deck. We just bought that new SUV, and we just enrolled Bobby in a private school. Those are three payments that we need to make on top of our mortgage, and the other car payment, and the food, and the utilities. So basically, we're fucked. I was counting on paychecks, and then that raise to come in Christmas. So now there's no way I'm going to be able to find a job that pays me that much and the same amount in the next 60 days. I don't know what to do. After all, after all I gave that company, they just tell us to leave and they shut the doors. A bunch of us guys are meeting up tonight at the bar. I need a fucking drink. This is all bullshit. What pisses the man off even more is the wife's reaction to all of his emotional vomiting. Just don't talk to me right now. Leave me alone. Fine, go to the bar with your friends. Whatever you need to do to deal with this. Jesus, what are we going to do? How could you let this happen? The wife is scared. She's pissed. And much to the husband's chagrin, not at all supportive or empathetic to his situation. He just had the rug pulled out from under him. He's scared too. He's the one with all the pressure on him. And all she can do is act pissy and angry instead of being supportive and sweet. Yeah, it sucks. Let's take that same scenario, but move things in a different direction. Same situation at work, and the man walks in the door at home. Hey, sweetie. Well, we need to sit down and talk. Unfortunately, the boss just told us that the business is shutting down completely. All of us have been let go. The good news is that it gave us two months of pay to soften the blow a bit. The bad news is that I have basically 60 days to find a job. Things could get a little tight with money, but I have a plan. We haven't yet started working on that new deck when we just got the funds from the bank yesterday. So I'll call the the bank and I'll explain the situation and I'll give back every penny of that loan. That way we don't have that additional monthly payment hanging over us. And we can always get the loan later again down the line. And I already called Bobby's school. We can pay them every six months instead of every month. That gives us some time until we need to make that first payment. And I can put away some cash and savings until then. Another option is that we enroll him in public school this year, or you know, maybe just a half a year until I get another paycheck coming in. I'm also going to sell my truck and get something small and affordable. I should have done that before anyway. I can probably get something with no payment with the equity I have in my truck. And I've already put out feelers for a new job, so don't worry. I made some calls, and I shot some texts out. I got a meeting with Dave tonight to talk about a possible opening at his company. It would be a pay cut, though, but I can always do something on the side to make up the difference. I have a wood shop full of tools downstairs, some of them I haven't used in years. I can eBay those, and I can make some pretty nice cash. I know you're scared, and I am too a little bit, but at the same time, I know we're going to be all right. I got this, but I need your support, and I need you to stay strong, okay? Bobby needs to see what real parents do when shit hits a fan. This is just a bump in the road. I have a feeling that we'll look back on this and we'll be glad that we went through this. All right, so tell me, what are you feeling? I'm a big boy. Whatever you're feeling right now, I want to hear it. I love you and your opinion is important to me. So you see, exact same situation approached in a completely different way. Yes, scenario number two is still showing vulnerability. Something bad happened. It's scary. But it's not insurmountable. This is an obstacle not the end of the road. So stand back and watch me as I handle this. But I'm going to need your help. I need you to keep your head on straight. and I need you to be my cheerleader. I'm going to need all the help I can get. There is a third and arguably most harmful option. 
and it's one that's relatively common. I've seen it played out in TV shows and movies. The man gets fired. The man still gets up every morning and, quote, goes to work, only to go sit in a parking lot or a coffee shop somewhere. He's probably crying, drinking, smoking, doing all he can to numb the pain. He's too afraid to expose his failure to his wife. He's too scared to face a wife who will look at him with real fear and possible disdain for not being able to play the strong role of the provider. It's too much. Ironically, his fear of appearing vulnerable puts him in the most vulnerable position of all. Too many of these stories end with the wife finding a dead husband and a suicide note. Why didn't he just tell me, the wife says. We could have worked through this. Relationships by their nature are a laboratory testing ground for vulnerability. Both of you have to let your guard down at some point, or else toxicity and resentment brew. There has to be a sense of trust. You have to know that you can let go to some degree and that your partner won't resent you for it. But, like every other thing in life, there are limits. For women, they have to be sweet, kind, and loyal and vulnerable, but when their emotions get to be too much too often, the men get turned off. And it doesn't take long for terms like crazy and bitch to come out when describing your wife's behavior. And for men, you have to be stoic and strong in the face of danger. But you still got to show that you're a human and that you trust your wife with your vulnerability. But not too much. In no time flat, you go from normal human with human weakness to a weak little boy. It takes a lot of time to feel each other out. A lot of give and takes. You may show too much weakness and emotion to your wife at some point. But her loyalty and maturity should supersede your acute emotional moment. And she should say to herself, all right. That was sad and kind of scary to watch, but he's human. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt and see how he handles life from here on out. Ironically, this is where we see the concept of tests from your wife ramp up exponentially. She saw some weakness, and she wants to see if that was a fluke or not. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information, like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. 
We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.